Blog Talk Radio.
Praise the Lord. And welcome to Miracle Internet Church in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. It's Friday and it's summertime. And there's a nice warm breeze blowing somewhere in the world. Amen? Amen. You know, saints, we've made it through half of a year. Just about. It's June, and we're going to have plenty of warm weather for a good spell now. Amen? Amen. And if you are so inclined to be baptized, this is the time to consider that. Amen? It's the time to consider that. Because... We have someone who is well-practiced in baptizing saints, and he's available to baptize. Amen? Some have already come and participated this year, and if the Spirit of the Lord is stirring your heart to be baptized, even if you were baptized as a child or sprinkled as a child or whatever it was they did when you were a child, if you're so inclined, then write pastor at gproom at outlook.com. Once again, gproom at outlook.com. Amen? Amen. And if you have any questions, write pastor at gproom at outlook.com. Amen. And if you think you would like to visit because the Lord is prompting you to come to visit the local church, Right, Pastor, well in advance of your bright idea at gproom at outlook.com. Amen? Amen. Now, having given the announcement, I want to welcome all of our first-time and maybe second-time listeners. We are a Christian Protestant Internet Church and a local church assembly in Jesus' name. And we meet on the Internet every Wednesday evening and Friday evening at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Time in the United States of America and whatever time it happens to be where you are. And we also meet on Sundays at 12.30 p.m. Eastern Time in the United States, whatever time that is where you are. And we invite you to join us. Amen? 
Come and join us. We're having a great time in the Lord. We're getting our lives cleaned up and straightened up, and we're starting to smell real good in Christ. Amen? We have a nice, beautiful fragrance that I'm certain you would enjoy. We also have a chat room, which is located on our webpage. Our webpage is www.miracleinternetchurch.com. That's miracleinternetchurch.com. Praise the Lord. And when we're on the air live, we post so that you'll, you can read along if for some reason you don't have a Bible right there. And you can participate. Amen? Amen. And we can greet one another in the name of the Lord. And when we're doing the opening prayer, while you're praying in your prayer language, you can get your sword of the Spirit out and give your sword some working. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. Join in with everyone else as we obey the Lord and grow in Christ. We also have on our website over 12 years of archived sermons. That's right. All of our sermons that we've ever preached on Blog Talk are in the archived sermons on the website. No, they're not all on YouTube. Who told you that? Couldn't have been listening to the Holy Spirit. Amen. And so it is. So we want to encourage you to visit the archive. We want to encourage you to visit the website. We want to encourage you to join us in our radio chat room when we're live on the air, and even when we are not. Amen? Praise the Lord. So we want to thank you for joining us. I thank you for taking your time to come and fellowship with us around the word of the Lord, because the Bible says that when two or three of us are gathered together in his name, he's here in our midst. Amen? So we want to thank the Lord for coming to join us as well. He doesn't leave us nor forsake us, nor will he leave you. So we're going to have a wonderful time in the Word tonight. We're going to do some growing. Please come and grow with us. Amen? Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Come and and grow with us. You see, Christians ought to want to hang out with other Christians. Why? Because we're stronger together than we are apart. And in this day and time, you're going to need some strength. It's a challenging world outside. It doesn't matter which country you're in. You know we're in over 100 nations all over the globe. This is an international worldwide ministry. And sometimes some of us lose sight of that. Well, nonetheless, we are a worldwide ministry. You can pick up our broadcast over the Internet all over the globe. Amen? And we welcome 
all of our international brothers and sisters in Christ. In Jesus' name, amen. Welcome one and all. Praise the Lord. We have believers all over the globe and on the other side of the lake. So come on and join us. The Holy Spirit binds us all together in the love of God, and God grows us up together. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. I'm certain that Brother Bill wants to thank each of you for your kindnesses, your encouragement, your birthday greeting, and whatever cards and well and uh, blessings that you sent to him. Amen? Amen. I happen to know that he was so touched when he received them, and he thanks you all from the bottom of his heart. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. You know, it's a blessing to have a birthday. You're not getting old. God hasn't taken you away yet. Amen? There's a lot of ways to look at that. So we're going to pray tonight, and uh, we're going to invite the Lord in. We're going to thank the Lord and bless his name, and we're going to dive into the word. We're going to dive into the word. God has a word for us tonight, and we all need to partake of it. Yes, that's right. Every single one of us need to partake of this word. You know... Um, we shouldn't we shouldn't draw back just because the word that comes across touches a place in our life that we we don't think we're ready to deal with. Well, that's not the best idea. The best idea is to relax. Relax. Lean back in the Lord. And allow his word to saturate your heart. You see, sometimes God has to prepare us for greater blessings. And sometimes there are things getting in our way. So he has to come help us. He has to come help us to remove things that are hindering us from receiving the greater blessings that he has prepared for us. So tonight is one of those nights. He's going to help us get some things out of the way because he has greater blessings for us. Amen? Amen. So for those of you who don't know yet, and if you're Up here trying to figure out how this works, the guest call-in number. See, if you want to listen to us when we're live on the air, you call in the guest call-in number at area code 319-527-6235 and press 1. Again, that's area code 319-527-6235 and press 1. Now, that number only works when we're live on the air. Amen? So if you try to call when we're off the air, there's not going to be anybody there to answer, okay? So that only works when we're on the air. Any other time you go to the MIC radio chat 
and your brothers and sisters are there chatting all day long. Amen? Amen. So let's go before the Lord our God in prayer. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we thank you that Jesus Christ came to the earth as a human being, just like us, a human being. But he didn't have any sin. He didn't have any corruption. We want to thank you that Jesus was willing to humble himself and lay aside his divine virtue so that he could experience life as a human being. He could come to understand how we feel in our trials, in our suffering, in our sorrows, in our joys, in our hopes, in our expectations and disappointment, kind to find out what we feel when we go through something. So you see, Jesus knows how you feel when you go through something, something that brings you joy or something that causes you sorrow. Jesus knows. He understands. He's touched with the feelings of our infirmity. He knows what it is to be challenged. And he gives us an example in his own life on how to handle life. So we want to thank you, Father, for the blessing of Jesus Christ. Not only only did he defeat the devil once and for all on our behalf, Not only did he die on the cross for our sins, not only did he take his own blood to be used to wash our sins away, but he came to earth to experience life as humans experiencing. We want to thank you for the word of God, the living word of God. We want to thank you for your love that's shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Spirit. We want to thank you for the Holy Spirit, Father. We want to thank you for the word, the word that comes to deliver us from our destruction. We want to thank you for the armor of God, each piece. I hope everybody has theirs on. Amen? We want to thank you, Father, for every good and perfect gift that you have given us. We want to thank you for our inheritance in Jesus Christ. We want to thank you for the blood of Jesus. We want to thank you for your warring linking angels that link around us, your praising angels, your ministering spirit. We want to thank you for the wall of fire that surrounds us with your very glory in the midst. We want to thank you for your presence with us tonight, Lord. Wherever we are on the globe, you're with us. No matter where we go and what we do, you're with us. We are never alone. We are never alone. And as long as we Keep our eyes focused on you. We will never be lonely. We will never be lonely. You see, lonely is just a demon 
that comes to torment us. But you've given us power and authority over him in your name. So we want to thank you, Lord. We want to thank you for teaching us to trust you. You know, the Bible tells us, Father, that to declare that I will trust and not be afraid. Trust is essential to our well-being. We first learned to trust as babies from our parents and our grandparents and our siblings. That basic level of trust was the foundation on which all of our relationships with other people were built. It also gives us a platform from which we are able to learn to trust you, Father. But you see, sometimes parents fail to teach their children how to trust. If perhaps our parents hurt us or disappointed us, we may have difficulty trusting others, even you. Or maybe a close friend or a spouse damaged the trust that we had learned later on. When someone who is important to us lets us down, we learn to distrust others. We find it hard even to trust you, Father. We are constantly on guard trying to protect ourselves from being hurt. Well, Father, we are happy to know that you want to heal all of our distrust. You want to heal all of our distrust. And you know that we can never be whole until we can trust you. You know that we will never have intimacy with you until we can learn to trust once again. So, Heavenly Father, when we have gone through difficulty and our trust has been shattered, and our distrust is a wound that lurks in the very basement of our heart. Even though we look okay on the outside and we laugh and have a good time and love, we still can't trust. We ask you, Father, to come and clean out the basements of our heart. And help us to learn to trust again. We, some of us want to trust you, Father, but we, we have a hindrance. We have a blockade, and we just can't. We want to give you control over our life, and we've said those words to you many times. But somehow we just can't follow through on them. We feel stuck. We feel like we're helpless to change. But, Lord, we know that with you, all things are possible. We ask you to work a miracle in our hearts. Work a miracle in our hearts so that we 
will be able to trust you and to learn to trust others again. You know, Lord, love and trust go together. We can't truly love you until we trust you. And without trust in you, we will never truly, truly and fully experience your love for us. So, Father, we have come before you submitting ourselves before your throne, being transparent before you. We ask you to help us because we need your help. Help us. We need your help. Help us to trust you with all of our heart and not lean to our own thinking and our own understanding. Help us to acknowledge you in all of our ways so that you will direct our path. Help us not to be so wise in our own eyes, but instead to fear you, to reverence you, and to turn away from evil. We want to thank you for the help that you give, Father. We want to thank you for the love that we have found in you. Because you have supplied, even through Jesus Christ, all of our needs, according to your riches and glory. And now we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. Yes, we can cast down every imagination and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bring every single thought into captivity and obedience to Jesus Christ. Yes, Now we can cast all of our cares upon you because we know that you care for us. You are our shepherd, and we shall not want. We want to thank you for that, Father. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, from our position seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, we bind Satan the strong man, all of his evil angels, evil spirits, demonic agents, all of his underlings, timings, maneuvers, tactics, devices, plans, and orders. And we cancel all the demonic assignments and satanic agendas against the righteous. We take the territory from Satan in Jesus' name. We bind every form of godliness which denies the power of Jesus Christ. We come into agreement with the Father, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit, and we come out of agreement, out of agreement with Satan, his agents, his tactics, and his power. We close and seal all portals, all channels, all open doors of access to the enemy. We pull down all demonic thrones. We bind the wicked principalities, powers, rulers of darkness, and all spiritual wickedness in high places. We release the all-consuming fire of God on every ley line, silver cord, and garland. We bind the demons and workers of darkness in the heavenlies, in the bush, and in the deep. We bind rape and murder to its strong man and dethrone them all, chaining them all in eternal chains unto darkness. 
placing them in the custody of the Holy Spirit. We bind the sources of all witchcraft attacks, and we return the attacks onto the heads of the devils that bring them to cling to them for eternity. We bind all trafficking demons, all reporters, watchers, listeners, peeps, whisperers, familiar demons, all electronic, digital, and technology demons and their attacks. We bind all Leviathan spirits and their attacks, all Kundalini spirits and their attacks. Amen. Every single one of them. We bind all water and marine spirits and their attacks, and all sex devils and their attacks, all unclean spirits, their attacks, passive devils and their attacks, pain-afflicting spirits, sleep deprivation spirits, artificial intelligence, smart dust, drone spirits, sorcery devils and their attacks, seducing, womanizing, whoredom spirits and their attacks, and all the voices of the stranger in their attacks. We bind the Havana syndrome, the brain changes and injuries, all the remote viewing, all sonic and audio weapons, and the charmers, and the sorcerers, and all the voices of the strangers in their attacks, in Jesus' name. We want to thank you, Lord, that you've given us power and authority over all the power of the enemy. We bind all targeted radio frequencies, all pulse weapons in their attacks, all microwave attacks, all debilitating sonic frequencies, and those attacks, the work of every druid, all pulse microwave radiation attacks designed to cause neurological problems, brain injuries, debilitating headaches, vertigo, and binding directed energy microwave weapons. We take authority, dominion, and power over EMF and EMP attacks in Jesus' name. We bind electromagnetic attacks, smart technology attacks, Technopaganism and mind control by the occult. We bind all mind control by the occult in Jesus' name. We bind the whoredom spirit. We bind the voices of the strangers, the charmers, the seducers, the hypnotic and trance devils in their attacks, all mystic rituals and their intent. Everything that comes from the satellite everything that comes from the cell towers, and through every electronic and technological device we bind in Jesus' name. We bind all microwave frequency weapons, 5G, and components. We overturn and empty all cauldrons and chalices upon the heads of the conjurers and the magicians. We bind every order of magic and mystic art, Buddhist, black magic, Santeria, Kabbalah, Egyptian, Chaldean, Hindu, Indian, African, European, North American, South American, Indonesian, Korean, Japanese, Chinese, Taiwanese, Pan-African, Pan-Asian, tribal groups, indigenous persons, native groups, Voodoo, hoodoo, and witchcraft all over the world from every source. 
We take authority, dominion, and power over you in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind all Morgellons attacks, all Caribbean and Latin American black and white magic, and we return every attack to the senders. We bind the culture of corruption worldwide. We bind all free-flying devils. We bind all evil spirits, which take animal forms, all shape-shifting spirits. We bind every demon responsible for the dominion of sin in our culture. We bind impulsivity. You know, Lord, jumping up, running to do, haven't stopped to talk to you. We bind impulsivity inattention, racing mind, and hyperactivity in Jesus' name. We bind the prince of the power of the air, and we return his powers to Jesus Christ. We bind the power of the dog and every abomination that has been committed. We bind the Lord of the flies and his agents, and we place them under the feet of the Lord Jesus. We bind the Mandela effect and all satanic ritual abuse devils, satanic worship, and witchcraft dedication. We bind all formations of bullflies and demonic insects. We bind all familiars that are sent to our homes to attack us in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind all spiders in their webs, trapping them in their own webs. We bind the transference of evil spirits, spirits of infirmity, supplanting the gods of the people of the land, the gods of the groves, and every spirit that exalts science, logic, human reasoning, and demonic knowledge against the knowledge of God and makes man wise in his own eyes. Yes, we bind the transference of evil spirits, even within our own homes, in Jesus' name. We bind mammon and his agents and all demons sent forth to intimidate, harass, manipulate, lie against, mock, wear down, infect, infect. Destroy, spy, sabotage, hinder, besmirch, block, distract, confuse, pervert, stifle, curse, expose, stop, defile, corrupt, assassinate, divide, confound, undermine, attack, reproach, despise, and reduce the effectiveness of the righteous in Christ Jesus. We bind you, devil. You don't have any power and authority over us. Jesus Christ is the Lord of our lives, and we trust and depend on him. Hallelujah. We trust and depend on the Lord. Amen to Jesus. We praise your name. So, Lord, amen. Thank you, Lord. We bind the bondage of generations of fools and the spirit of the fool in Jesus' name. We bind the fool's anger in the name of Jesus. We bind the carnal mind. We return to sender according to the covenant, all in every reprisal, retribution, counterattack, retaliation, all avenging, all blowbacks, all vengeance, every boomerang, each payback, and all requiting of our righteous warfare in Jesus' name. This includes every evil work, mark, rite, ritual, ceremony, sacrifice, proclamation, pronouncement, vow, root work, or sin against us. 
all astral projections, sending demons to us to work against us and against all that pertains to us. No demons, no wicked persons or unrighteous events left behind. Amen. We bind the carnal mind. We bind all vampire spirits, voodoo, hoodoo, ancient arts, mystic rituals, devils attending the New World Order, New Age Movement, and the Great Reset. We bind the spirits and works of the oppressors and the spirit in the children of disobedience. We bind false religions, numerology, horoscopes, make-believe, fantasy, la-la land, martial arts, yoga, Transcendental Meditation, Antichrist Ideologies and Doctrines, Ahab and Jezebelic Practices, and Spirit, Lewdness, Perversions, The Outworking of Vain Deceit, Death Spirit, Spirits of Destruction, Chaos and Mayhem, Oppression, Depression, Anarchy, Premonition, Clairvoyance, ESP, Telepathy, Psychokinesis, BioPK, Reincarnation, haunting, poltergeist, astral travel, psychic healing, demonic meditation, spirit guides, and defilement by wizards. We close the third eye in Jesus' name. We bind the king of pride and all of his agents and all of his powers in the name of Jesus. We bind all demonic human, blood, sexual, financial, animal, fecal, and soulish sacrifices. We bind all devils attached to idols and idolatry. We bind every form of rebellion, idolatry, root work, mind control, apathy, nature worship, deception, confusion, scoffing, error, worldly indoctrination, military spirits, rioting, abuse, all trolls, all fear, combative jealousy, fleshly ambition, the culture of corruption, Weariness, betrayal, unfaithfulness, and temptation to sin. In Jesus' name. We bind Belial, Beelzebub, Baal, Molech, Python, Neptune, Zeus, Apollyon, Kali, all gods, all goddesses, Mammon, Atlas, Baphomet and his 72, and we chain them with eternal chains under darkness. In Jesus' name. We undo the works of all demonic weapons, fireballs, Poisons, voodoo pins and dolls, hot and cold spots, codes, triggers, charms, tumors, and designs. And we return their afflictions to the worker of witchcraft and their pagan sources. We bind every spirit that was familiar to the Laodiceans. We bind the pride and foolishness of our own opinions. And we return and loose all the retaliations of the enemy upon his own head according to the scriptures. We bind all traditions and customs rooted in sin. We denounce and renounce them all and loose ourselves from them. We bind the gang stalkers and send their fear, harassments, and witchcraft back on their own heads as well as their mind control. We bind the spirit of slumber. We thank you, Father, that you have given us power over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means harm us. We rejoice with you that our names are written in heaven. We bind every spirit that denies the deity of the Lord Jesus Christ, and his blood atonement on the cross of Calvary. Father, we ask for eyes to see, ears to hear, hearts to believe, and minds to receive what the Spirit of God says to the church. We repent of an evil heart of unbelief in accord with Calvary. We ask you, Father, to teach us to guard our hearts with all diligence. Lord, we have come to loose the bands of wickedness, to undo heavy burdens, 
to let the oppressed go free, to break every yoke and chain, and to call for justice and plead for truth. Lord, develop in us a love for the truth. Lead us into truth. Your word is truth. Make us to know the truth, and your truth will make us free. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord shall lift up a standard against him. Ask the Lord for that standard. Lord, we've come to celebrate the scriptures with you and to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. We will not turn back from pursuing the enemy until the Godhead does. The Lord Jesus Christ is our commander-in-chief in whom we serve and obey and obey. Father, we pray for the peace of Jerusalem, for kings, for all who are in authority, and all true Christians everywhere, in particular those Christians, Father, that are being persecuted in any way in Jesus' name. Though we walk in the midst of trouble, you will revive us. You will stretch forth your hand against the wrath of our enemies, and your right hand shall save us. We thank you, Father that you have taught us to say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I bind every demon coming through the computer line, and I I return them and their curses back from whence they came in Jesus' name. I forbid them to attack my devices. I forbid them to interfere with the gospel coming to me in Jesus' name. Father, we disconnect ourselves from every spirit, every demon that has followed us, was sent to us, was transferred to us, and we command them to leave us now in the name of Jesus Christ. We cover ourselves with the blood of Jesus. We cover our vehicles and the road that we travel with the blood of Jesus, we take authority, dominion, and harm over any, any, any harm, any danger, any accident, calamity, collision, incident, problem, even with law enforcement. People have been murdered by law enforcement that has pulled them over. So, Father, we bind the use of inordinate authority, the inordinate use of authority in Jesus' name. And we take authority, dominion, and power over the spirit, the demons that attack law enforcement in Jesus' name. Amen. We take authority, dominion, and power over the illegal use authority. Yes, Lord, we do declare that everyone in the uniform is not officer friendly. We wish they were. Amen. We take authority, dominion, and power over attacks in our dreams in Jesus' name. We send these attacks back to the enemy in the name of Jesus Christ. We pull out all fiery darts, pins, needles, spears, voodoo, witchcraft, 
and anything else sent to us by the enemy in Jesus' name. We cut ourselves free with the sword of the Spirit from all ungodly silver cords, ley lines, soul ties, attachments, vows, pledges, pacts, leagues, covenants, agreements, oaths, scents, and garlands, and every form of agreement with the demonic realm. We tear down walls of protection around the shamans, the globalists, nanotechnology, Satanists, wizards, warlocks, witches, sorcerers, divinators, liars, and all such in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus, we break the power of all love spells, vexes, hexes, and curses, all charms, sorcery, destruction, prayer chains that are ungodly, incense and candle burnings, hoodoo, crystals, root works, tribal rituals, and sins. Psychic prayers, psychic thoughts, bewitchments, death spirits, jinxes, potions, every form of mind control, all psychic warfare and psychic powers, all incantations, enchantings, and crystals, and root works, and tribal rituals and sins, we bind them in the name of Jesus Christ, and we send them away from us in Jesus' name. Amen. We receive the word of the Lord. We receive the peace of God. We receive the love of God. And we receive the blood of Jesus in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen, amen, and amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen, amen, and amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. God is so good. Amen. Well, for tonight's worship service, our featured psalm is Psalm 102. Our featured psalm. Is Psalm 102 Our verses for meditation Come from the book of Romans Romans chapter 6 Verses 3 through 7 Romans chapter 6 Verses 3 through 7 And our featured ebook Is Sound Mind Spiritual Power Sound mind, spiritual power. You know, you need a sound mind if you're going to have spiritual power. That's right. Our guest call-in number is area code 319-527-6235 and press 1. And if you're in the chat room, you can see the link to all of that information that I just shared with you. So the Lord says to us tonight, saints, be on guard. Be on guard. The enemy is very, very crafty. He is subtly sly and deceitful. He has not changed since the Garden of Eden. 
He does not have any new tactic, just the same old one that you find in Scripture. So you see, saints, we've all had opportunities in life, opportunities, opportunities to become offended. Yes, we've all had those. We've had opportunities to be hurt, opportunities to be crushed, opportunities to be disappointed and discouraged. Yes, this is a hotbed for annoyances and resentment. Yes, it is. It's really hot. Well, whenever we perceive that we have been insulted or belittled, it is human nature to become offended. Yes, it's part of the Adamic nature. That's right. You remember Adam in the Bible, in the Garden of Eden, when God came to Adam about what had happened, he got huffy with God and said, it's this woman that you gave to me. It's this woman, you know, that you gave me, that one. That's the problem. The problem can't be me. You know, I'm Adam. And I can't be the problem. The problem is really this woman you gave me. And after all, you were the one who gave her to me. Remember? Yep, that's how it goes. Amen. That is how it goes. Offense torments the offended one. Offense torments the offended one. And only the person involved can know their own suffering. You know, we, you know, I'm sure many a time you sat there and listened to your relative or your friend go on and on and on and on and on about what happened to them. Till you gave them some potato chips and say, here, try this. Ephesians. Chapter 4, yes, we're going to Ephesians. Ephesians chapter 4, beginning with verse 31. The Lord says, let, he says, L-E-T, let. That means that we have to allow something to take place. We have to allow something to take place. So let's look at the something that he wants to take place. He says, let all. Okay? So that means he doesn't want us to just piddle at it. You know how when you were a kid, you had food on the plate you didn't want to eat? So instead of eating all of it and getting finished with it, you sit there and piddle. You'd eat the parts you wanted, and then you sit there and pick at the parts you didn't want to eat. Well, he's, he's not doing that with us. God's not on that page, and we don't need to be on that page either. He says, 
allow all of the bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking to be put away from you with all of the malice. That's what he said. It's right there. It's in your Bible. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. And, verse 32, be kind one to another. Be kind, favorable to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, has forgiven you. Our Heavenly Father, for the sake of Jesus Christ, has already forgiven us. So with that same grace and love that we have received from our Heavenly Father, we are to in turn use it to allow all the bitterness and all the wrath and all the anger and all the clamor and all the evil speaking and all the malice to be put away from us. That's what our instructions are. The Christian is directed these spirits and feelings away. Away means you can't keep them. It means you can't go to your little box of hurts and grudges and unforgiveness and stick it in there and close the top up and walk away and say you forgave. No, that's not the program. That's not what Jesus said. He said to put it away. It's got to go. That's what he's saying. It's got to go. We are to allow. Now, you know, when we're angry, we have a tendency to be hard-hearted and stubborn. That's right. You know you're wrong, but right now you're just mad about it. You know. So he says we are to allow for bitterness, for wrath, for anger, clamor, you know all of that arguing and debating and strife and evil speaking to be put out of us. See, our bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit, and we don't want to grieve the Holy Spirit. So in order not to grieve the Holy Spirit, all of this stuff has got to go. It's just got to go. It must go. Amen? It must go. And we've got to make sure the malice, the desire to get even, the desire to strike back, the desire to have vengeance, which doesn't belong to you because it belongs to God, that's got to go too. Instead, we are called to be kind. Tender-hearted, 
forgiving one another. That's God's standard. Now, saints, you know, when you get irritated and annoyed and angry and you feel insulted or betrayed or whatever the condition may have been, whatever the circumstances were, when you hear this scripture, you're not exactly in the mind to be open to it. Tell the truth, you know you're not. Not at that moment. Maybe after a little bit, yes, but not right at that moment. But you see, that's the moment you need that word. That's the moment. At the onset, three days later when you're in bondage, at the onset, you attack the devil at the onset. The Lord does not desire for us to allow these emotions and spirits to contaminate and corrupt us. To contaminate and corrupt us. Humans are known for nursing a hurt, amen, or ouch, whichever you prefer. Humans are known for nursing a hurt. We learn to do it as children. When we fall during playtime or when riding our bike, if we have one, We get up crying, seeking sympathy, and often making much too much of the matter. Yes, we exaggerate the matter. We go on and on. Oh, we just roll in the flesh and we just cry and whine, and all these fake tears come rolling out. You know how it goes. We whine. We cry and we go on and on and on, wanting attention, wanting someone to make a fuss over our little injury. We want somebody to just go on and on over us, over that little injury. Why? Oh, why did this happen to me? You know how it goes. They said this, and it hurt my feelings. I've never had anybody say anything like that to me. Really? Perhaps you could re-roll the tape and listen to some of the things you said. Mm-hmm. Granted, antiseptic agents and a bandage is often more than enough, but we are not satisfied with medical treatment alone. We want someone to listen to our woes and trouble and to pet our flesh. If we get what we want, all is well. But if we are told to get over it playing, we are offended. Get over it? Who, me? 
Uh-huh. Yes, you. We want to be coddled, but instead we were told to get on with living life. Hmm. Well, if you won't hug on me and kiss on me and make over me and go get me some treat I want so I can act like some child that's decent, I'm going to go find my grandma. That's called spoiled. Most Christians never come to realize that the enemy remembers their younger behaviors too. He took note of the old injuries, whether they were real or only perceived, whether you felt rejected or just overlooked. He has a record of your weaknesses, and he will play the violin of deception in your mind until you open the door of sin. Then he's in. That's right. He will play the violin of deception in your mind. Oh, yes, he will. Until you finally open the door of sin, and then he's in. He was out before, but you opened the door, and now he's in. He's got you right where he wants you. Think about it. He's conned you again. You can quote as many scriptures as you like, but he's got you. You open the door of sin by disobeying the word of God, and he's in. And so you say to yourself, when are all these open doors going to close? Um, perhaps you should stop opening new ones. That's just a thought. He's got you right where he wants you. You open the door of sin, he's in. You know, saints, it's easy to say, Father, I forgive. But if that forgiveness does not find its peace in his spirit, you still have an open door to demons. See, that's an excellent place to to begin. Father, I forgive. But it's got to go deeper than that. It has to go deeper than that. That's a great place to start. Don't stop there. Keep going. Offended often sounds like, you can't treat me like this. Yes, that is offense. But Jesus tells us 
to be clothed in humility. In other words, don't get your back up. Take on his robe of humility. Know that your righteousness is of him. And humble yourself. Why do you think you're going to go throughout life and nothing should ever irritate you, annoy you, anger you, get on your nerves? Why would you think such? You're here in an imperfect world with imperfect people, yourself being one of them, and you think you're going to go through life and not be offended in anything at any time for any reason? That's not why. Every day you're going to have at least one opportunity to be offended. If not, you're probably dead. You see, we even get offended with ourselves. It's so. It is so. In humility, we understand that Jesus resisted unto bloodshed, striving against sin. We may not have, but he did. In humility, we allow offense, whether it is real or perceived, to roll over onto Jesus, who has already died for every offense. He has already died for every offense and sin. Whether it actually happened as we thought, or it's our own issues that cloud our vision to see it that way. You know, it's not always the way we see it or the way we perceive it. Sometimes our perception is in error. Sometimes the way we see it is not right. Sometimes we're only considering part of the situation. We're not looking at the larger picture. Because we're feeling that it's all about me, it's all about me, and it's all about me. But that is not the Christian life. You see, whether it actually happened as we are believing that it happened, or it is our own personal issues that cloud our vision so that we see it that way, we have to deal with it. That's what Jesus said. Most people have colored vision. That means they see life through their past experiences, even past tragedies, hurts, and disappointments. 
Whenever a new event occurs, it is seen through the lens of the past. It opens the door to false judgment, hypocrisy, and deception. It opens the door to false judgment, hypocrisy, and deception. Quite frankly, the enemy has us bound in a bad way. Persons who are easily offended are often irritable, testy, easily angered, and quick-tempered, and sometimes they have a dose of pride to go with it. Maybe I'll say that again. Persons who are easily offended are often irritable, testy, touchy, easily angered, quick-tempered, and sometimes they have a dose of pride thrown right in. Perhaps this was the environment of their upbringing. But in Christ, all things must pass away, and all things become new. You see, saints, when you allow irritation, yes, there will be irritation, aggravation, insult, to pounce on you. You become a punching bag for the enemy. Yes, you become a punching bag for the enemy. He is ruthless. He will keep on punching until he knocks you out. Bitterness never lets go of sorrow. Bitterness never lets go of discomfort or pain. Bitterness carries sorrow, discomfort, and pain around because it's used falsely as a shield to protect oneself from others. Mmm. Ouch. It will show up with strong feelings of hatred, resentment can't stand you, and a denial that people are motivated in all of their actions only by selfishness and denying the sincerity and goodness of people's motives or actions. All people are bad. None of them. You've heard it before. All those Christians are a bunch of hypocrites. 
Well, some Christians are and some Christians aren't. You can't paint everybody with the same brush. It will leave a person with a deep-seated distrust of people in general. It can censor a godly expectation of good. That means that it will corrupt your faith, and your faith won't work right. Why? Because you'll only be expecting the worst to happen. You'll only be expecting the very worst. Then the enemy hits with anger, indignation, and scorn. Judging others wrongfully as unjust, mean, and ungrateful. Now, let's be, cannot judge someone else's heart. Only Jesus can do that. In fact, You can't even get it straight with your own heart because as we've discovered in Scripture, the heart is deceitfully wicked. Who can know it? We can't afford to walk in presumptuous sin. Yes, you do. You do do that. We have all done this. Wrongfully judging, mm-hmm. wrongfully judging others out of our own disgust and pain. And in our minds, we have entertained thoughts of getting even. Yes, we did. We entertained thoughts of how to get even. And how to show them. Hmm. The Bible says that vengeance belongs to the Lord. He will repay. It does not say you. No, that's not you. That's the Lord that does the repaying. Yes. You rehearse what you'd like to say and how you'd like to unleash your rage. Mm-hmm. But you're a nice Christian, aren't you? So instead of being truthful with yourself and repenting of those evil thoughts, you put on a front, a fake you. Don't you? You wear the mask of the nice Christian. But in your heart, sin is overflowing. Mm -hmm. Blasphemy means that you speak evil of others. Blasphemy means 
that you speak evil of others. You rail on them and speak of constant disapproval and disappointment in them. Your mouth just won't quit. You complain and complain and complain. You revile them. You speak abusively with contempt of them. You defame them by attacking their good reputation with slander. Mm-hmm. Uttering false statements which damage another's reputation. Yes, have you insulted anyone? Even when no one was there to hear it, but you... God, the angels, and the demons. Really? Not even in your thoughts? Is your anger so fierce and so cruel that you would attempt to destroy rather than to restore? My. Do we know what spirit we are of? Matthew chapter 12. Matthew chapter 12, beginning with verse 33. Matthew chapter 12, beginning with verse 33. Either make the tree good and his fruit good, or else make the tree corrupt and his fruit corrupt. For the tree is known by his fruit. The tree is known by his fruit. How can ye? Being evil, speak good things. For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. A good man, out of the good treasure of the heart, bringeth forth good things. And an evil man, out of the evil treasure, bringeth forth evil things. So if evil things have been coming out of your treasure box, the Lord says you're an evil person. Who, me? Uh, Yes. Jesus is serious about this. Expects us to look into the word and to see what he sees in us. He expects us to be truthful with ourselves and with him and with others. Verse 36, but I say unto you, 
that every idle word that men shall speak, they shall give account thereof when? In the day of judgment. All those words, the day of judgment. For by thy words thou shalt be justified, and by thy words thou shalt be condemned. Mm. I wonder how many of us would be justified if we were if we if if it were played back to us all the words that we have spoken. Can't afford to be high minded about this thing. We have to fear and reverence the Lord. If God punished the children of Israel all throughout the Bible for the bad things they did, what makes us think we're going to get off so easy? Amen? We need to think about this. We need to think about this. Amen? We really need to think about this. When we allow ourselves, you see, it's something we have to let happen, to become bitter against others, we create walls difficult to overcome. We think we're protecting ourselves. No We're walling ourselves in. That's the truth. These very walls that we have built isolate us from others whom God would use to ease our discomfort. Yes, that's the way it really works. And Proverbs. Chapter 18, verse 19. Proverbs, chapter 18, verse 19. A brother offended is harder to be won than a strong city. And their contentions are like the bars of a castle. It's hard. No matter how hard you try, it's still hard. Bitterness and all of its components must be deeply repented of. In Acts chapter 8, Acts chapter 8, beginning with verse 22, the Lord says to us, repent, therefore, of this thy wickedness. God calls it wickedness. That's what he said. And he said to repent of this wickedness. And pray God 
if perhaps of thine heart may be forgiven thee. I think we all can come to understand that that's what we really ought to do. For I perceive that thou art in the gall of bitterness and in the bond of iniquity. You're deep in it now. Mm-hmm. If so, God says that bitterness is wickedness. We are called to seek the Lord, pray that the thought, just the very thought even, of our heart will be forgiven. Yes, it's time to confess our sin. Bitterness comes with poison, and all who inhale this fragrance inhale that poison. We must pray, turn from our own wickedness. Yes, even the jealousy and sin in our heart. Hmm. Let's go to Matthew. Matthew chapter 6, verse 14. Matthew chapter 6, verse 14. Forgive men their trespasses. Your heavenly Father will also forgive you. That's what he said. He's not going to change it. Because God is no respect of person. He doesn't have a little clique of cronies that he caters to. Nope, God doesn't act that way. But if ye forgive not men their trespasses, neither will your father Forgive your trespasses. You see, if you forgive everybody else of all the things that you don't like and don't appreciate, your father comes in with his mercy and he forgives you of all the things you say and do that he doesn't care for either. Mm. However, If you refuse, and you know something, saints, when you have bitterness down in your heart, you can say, say, say that you have forgiven, 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 and really believe that. But the minute something really upsetting hits your life, If you open your mouth and go back to some old grievance, you have not truly forgiven. Mm Mm-hmm. Ooh, that's so, you know. Our Father says that if we harden our hearts 
and we just adamantly refuse to ever forgive they did to you. He says he will step in and he will not forgive you either. I don't think any of us want that. Amen. Proverbs, the book of Proverbs, chapter 17. The book of Proverbs, chapter 17. Chapter 17, verse 9. You see, Saint, some of us, when we get upset about something, we manage to find our way to our own little judgment seat. And we sit on our little judgment throne. And we think that we are right and everybody else is wrong. But you know something? That's not always the truth. Sometimes we are reaping what we have sown. It happens. This is a real world. Sometimes out of our colored glasses, we're missed understanding the situation. That means we're not in truth yet. The possibility is there that we can come to truth, but we have not arrived. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we get ourselves in trouble with the righteous judge because we're trying to take on his role. And we're out of our own lane. We're out of our lane. So in Proverbs 17, verse 9, he tells us, He that covereth a transgression seeks love. Well, what do you mean? Covers a transgression. It's covered by love. And so that means if that's a tender place on that person, you don't keep picking at the scab. You know how it was when you had a scab when you were little. It, It just bugged you not to pick at the thing. No matter how many times you were told, stop picking at that, you did it anyway. Well, picking at a sore place, you're going to cause a worse problem. It's going to take longer to heal than it would have ordinarily. And God is saying that the person that covers the transgression so that healing can take place seeks love. But the person that keeps repeating the matter, they keep harping on it, they keep poking at the scab, they just keep at it, keep at it, and keep at it, and keep at it, and keep at it, They're going to bring division. The strife will bring division. And it will lead to separation, even with true friends. You know, some people 
have destroyed their relationships with others who truly love them because they do this. Think about it. Love, God's love in us, has the power to overcome bitterness. Thank you, Jesus. But often, loose lips open up old hurt felt from others. Loose lips. Loose lips open up old hurt. Why? Because you're not loving. Mm-hmm. When we repeat and harp about our hurt, we eventually hurt ourselves as well. Unmerciful people refuse to forgive. Jesus spoke emphatically that we will suffer if we refuse to sincerely forgive our brethren, considering that Jesus has extended to us His great mercy. Now, I want to say a word to persons who have taken vows before the Lord to love someone and to be committed to them and faithful to them Till death parts you. If you allow imperfection in others, if you allow old hurt that should have been forgiven to continually resurface every time someone gets upset and the mouth opens, you're going to tear away at the fibers of your relationships. And you will have to answer for that in the judgment. You will have to answer to Jesus Christ for all the words that rolled out of your mouth in your covenant marriage relationship. Yes, you will. Because your words are designed to build up and to edify that other person. You're supposed to be a conduit of God's love to that other person. But if instead you allow the enemy to use you against that person, you will violate your covenant relationship. And you will answer to Jesus Christ himself. Amen. Praise the Lord. In the book of Isaiah, chapter 1, 
the book of Isaiah. You know, if you say I'm sorry on Monday and you do it again on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, your words don't have much weight. You actually have to back up your apology. Jesus is calling you to repent, but you have to back up your apology. All those things that you spewed out of your mouth when you were mad, when you were upset, when you were hurt, when you were disappointed, all of that venom that flowed out of your mouth. You know, you have to answer for that. It's the truth. When parents have too much to say to their children and they discourage, they put out that life life in their children, they will answer to Jesus Christ. It's the truth. You have to have a guard over your mouth. Because the words that you speak can build up or tear down another person, a person that Jesus died for and that he dearly loved. Amen. And some of you, that you're supposed to love dearly too. Well, Jesus said, In Isaiah chapter 1, verse 18, Isaiah chapter 1 and verse 18, come now, come, come to him, and let us reason together. Let us talk about this and discuss it so you get my point of view, Jesus is saying. Come now. And let us reason together, saith the Lord. Though your sins be as scarlet, that means some deep red, they shall be white as snow. There's hope for you. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. Jesus can fix it. But you must obey him. Amen? He can fix it. Saints, the Lord will lead us out of our dungeon of sin if we are willing to obey his word. He will lead us out if we're willing to obey his word. In Leviticus, Chapter 19, Leviticus, chapter 19, verse 18. Leviticus, chapter 19, verse 18. Thou shalt not avenge, avenge, get even. You know, some of us like to use our words to get even. That's not Christ-like nor bear any grudge, any bitterness against the children of thy people. But thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. 
I am the Lord. He's serious, saints. And we have to take him seriously, and we have to be serious about this ourselves. We are not to keep or carry any bitterness, any grudges, any hostility or resentment or trying to get even against God's children or others. We are to love others as the Lord has showed his love to us. He is the Lord our God who forgives us. We must mature. We must mature from our own childish actions and learn not to rehearse a perceived wrong. We need to learn not to rehearse it over and over and over in our mind. That's not Jesus. We're supposed to be binding every thought. So if we're going to bind every thought, if we're going to bring our emotions into line with the scriptures, we can't rehearse old hurts, old wounds, old grievances, or new ones over and over and over again. Once was enough. We must learn not to curse those who did it. Yeah, you did. <laughs> mm-hmm. You're just as human as everybody else. We must learn not to curse those who did it or who we think did it. We're not supposed to be suspicious either. The Bible calls that evil surmising, being suspicious of people and falsely accusing people without true facts or the truth. That's a sin. We must learn not to curse those who did it or even those that really didn't do it. We just think they did. We must learn not to nurse our hurt. Stop rocking them like a baby in your arms. That's wrong. And perhaps Father will reverse the plans of the enemy. Perhaps, just perhaps, if we choose to grow up, to mature, to stop being so childish, when we get good and ready and learn not to rehearse what went wrong and learn not to curse what happened to us or who we think did it and learn not to nurse our own hurt 
and act like a child who throws a tantrum until somebody comes to pay attention. Mm-hmm. And then perhaps our Heavenly Father will reverse the plans of the enemy because this is the enemy at work. We must, saints, allow ourselves to be persuaded by God's word and the scriptural advice of seasoned saints. We must allow for this. We must yield to God's influence. When we hear from the heart of God, we must take the righteous course of action and obey God. Let's stop the enemy in his tracks by refusing to do something that we will regret. Hebrews chapter 12. Hebrews chapter 12, beginning with verse 13. Hebrews chapter 12. beginning with verse 13. And Jesus says to us, make straight paths for your feet, lest that which is lame or wounded be turned out of the way, but rather let it be healed. Get back on the right path so that all of you can be healed. Follow peace with all men and holiness. Mm-hmm. Holiness in living without which no man shall see the Lord. Mhm. Yes, looking diligently. Diligent. We can't be here one minute and there one minute on it. We have to be diligent and steadfast with this. Lest any man fail the grace of God. Lest any root of bitterness springing up trouble you and thereby Many be defiled. Hmm. We must guard our hearts with all diligence. For out of our hearts flow the issues of our lives. If you hear murmuring and complaining, Flowing from the fountain of your heart, know that bitterness is not far away. 
saints, be on guard in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. I perceive that some people will need to recast this broadcast yet again. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Brother Bill? Praise the Lord, Pastor. Praise the Lord. Before I get started, I have to thank everyone that sent the cards. It just made my heart so happy for every card I received, every wonderful message, every gift. Thank you, saints. Praise you, Lord Jesus. Thank you that they stepped up to the plate, and I just I had tears in my eyes when I read a lot of them. Just thank you, Lord, for every good and perfect gift you sent me, Lord Jesus. Praise you, praise you, that you, you, Lord Jesus. All right, let me start with the praise reports. Simon has a praise report. Glory to the Lord Jesus Christ. I was praying to the Lord for healing from body sores and issues around my neck this week. I have healing. All the issues are gone. A blessing from the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, saints, for praying with me on this. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord Jesus. OP has a praise report. God really keeps his promises. That's wonderful, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Grace has a praise report. I praise the Lord for disappointing the devices of the enemy, attacking me while sleeping twice last night. Didn't sleep well, however. I got up. The victory praying in my prayer language for the Lord fought my battle. Hallelujah. Victory belongs to Jesus. Praise you, Lord Jesus. Dina has a praise report. Praise the Lord. While praying in the spirit, the Lord led me to old tax returns, and among them was a receipt from an adversary from work. It's been in my paper since 2008, and he showed me where I had also donated to a neighbor's charity, so I shredded and burned that up and burned the other receipt. The first receipt was like a contract because her signature and name was on it. Thank you, Jesus, for the exposure. Praise you, Lord Jesus. Praise you, Lord. KK has a praise report. The Lord blessed me with four new clients this week at work. In more than 22 years in my profession, I never got four new clients in one week. Only God can make this happen. Thank you, Jesus. I am very grateful. Praise you, Lord Jesus, for that. Praise you, Lord. Sister Nicole has a praise report. I was in so, so much pain, and as I started working on my divorce, something broke. Praise God for leading me the right way, and thank you, God, and being long-suffering with me. Praise you, Lord Jesus. Now, St. Sister Nicole also put a prayer request in the global prayer room, and Jesus is always there to answer it. We just give you all the and all the glory. We praise you, Lord Jesus. We give you all the praise. Praise you, Lord Jesus, for these wonderful, awesome praise reports. And now back to you, Pastor Sabrina. Praise the Lord Jesus. Amen. Amen, amen. Praise the Lord. You know, saints, 
God moves many times when we just obey him. You've been waiting on God to move, waiting on God to move. Stuff isn't going right. You've been waiting on God to move. God's actually waiting on you. And tonight, he let us know. He's waiting on us to move. He's waiting on us to take the first step. He's waiting on us to get that old closet where we shoved something back in there from the past and said, okay, I'm done with that. He said, no, you need to clean out that spot. I've got something good to put in your life. Let it go. Get rid of it. So I perceive that many of us are going to get with Jesus and get some real house cleaning done. Amen? And we'll be blessed as a result. Amen? We will be blessed as a result. So we're going to go to our guest call-in, and our guest call-in number is area code 319-527-6235. Area code 319-527-6235, and press 1. Area code 786, you're on the air live in Jesus' name. Good evening, Pastor Sabrina. Hi. How are you? Good, and you? I'm blessed. I'm calling in for some deliverance. Um, the, the topic is basically I get anxious and scared that my mom will judge me and then whenever I'm around her, and then as a result, I, I allow this nervous habit that I've developed of sniffing and throat clearing and other things like that to kind of kick in. And it's not present when mom isn't there or when I'm not talking to her and I really need deliverance and some advice. Please help me. All righty. My, such big problems for such a young man. But we're going to deal with it. Amen? Thank you. Now, you have to realize, first of all, that your good or your bad, whichever you want to call it that day, Jesus is the one who judges it. Yes. You have to realize that. That has to that truth has to find its way into your life. And you have to realize that God loves you even when you do wrong. He loves all of us when we do wrong Because sooner or later, all of us do wrong We're still human And so, if you're concerned about your mother's response to what you're doing You should go to Jesus and say, Lord I need your help. Mm -hmm. I feel myself being stressed. I feel myself getting all worked up. 
And I know that every time I feel this feeling, something starts to go wrong inside of me. And I really need your help. I need you to help me so that I don't do the wrong thing. And you will help me to get delivered of these feelings. You see, it's like this. We have to learn to trust Jesus there. All of the places where we get nervous, where we get anxious, where we get worried, where we get afraid, we have to learn to trust Jesus in those places in our lives. It's a process. It doesn't happen overnight. And when we learn to trust Jesus in those places, we can perceive the love of God flowing to us. So even if others misunderstand us, even if others are not receiving of us at that moment, we know that we're okay in Jesus. Do you understand what I'm saying? I do. Thank you. I I thought you would. So let's pray, all right? Yes. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, my brother has come before the body of Christ confessing his fault, and thereby we will pray in accord with the scriptures. Father, we take authority, dominion, and power over the roots, over the roots of the fear in his life, over the roots of anxiety in his life, over the roots of doubting your love, for him in his life, over the areas where he feels scared and over the areas where he feels intimidated and the areas where he doubts you. We take authority, dominion, and power over all the spirits that are in those areas of his life tonight, Father. And we bind those devils in Jesus' name, even the devils coming down the family line. We bind every one of them in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. And we forbid them to continue their evil works against him in Jesus' name. We send them into the spiritual cage. We uproot them out of him now. He said to them. We speak death to the root in the name of Jesus Christ. We speak death to the root. We uproot things in Jesus' name. We send them into the spiritual cage and to the feet of Jesus for judgment. Take a deep breath and cough. Deep breath and cough in Jesus' name. We uproot every fear, every anxiety, every worry, every concern, every care, every intimidation, every stress, 
come up and out in the name of Jesus. Come out of the people of God in the name of Jesus Christ. Come out of Come out in the name of Jesus. There's no place for you to stay. Come on out of him. Come out of him now. In the name of Jesus, come out from the root. From the root, come on out. We lay the acts of the word of God to the root. Come on out in the name of Jesus. There's no place for you to stay. We plead the blood of Jesus. We plead the blood of Jesus over him. We plead the blood of Jesus over him. The blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus. Come on out of him in Jesus' holy name. Come on out in Jesus' holy name. Every weakness, every inherited weakness of fear, you come out of it in the name of Jesus Christ. Now I want you to say something. Yes. Call yourself by your name and say, I forgive myself for this. Oh, wait, I have a question. For this, I just say for this, or I say something in particular. It's up to you. You can do it all at once, or you can do them in particular. Okay. Alexander, I forgive you. For liking yourself, for being scared of others, for having fear of man on an excessive level, for trying to be perfectionist with people, and for not trying your best in things, and then for trying to hide that and getting upset when that's discovered. Amen. We forgive you, too. Now, Father, in the name of Jesus, I ask you to take these deliverances that he's experiencing to completion in Jesus' name. I ask for the fire of God to come into his vessel and burn the rest of these spirits out. I ask for the Lord Jesus to fill him afresh with the Holy Spirit and the holy fire of God in the name of Jesus Christ. Take a deep breath and release your prayer Go, 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 go
Keep right on praying. God bless you. You're welcome. Area code four zero seven. You're on the live in Jesus' name. Uh, Area code uh, 407 You're on the air live in Jesus name uh, I think that person went to sleep on us Jesus you might need to wake them up Amen Amen Area code 301 You're on the air live in Jesus name Yes Hello. Um, yes. Um, I am dealing with a uh, a landlord tenant issue right now. Um, my my lease is renewed back in April. Um, they moved new people into the office, and I've been doing really really well with them. Uh, the woman that works in there is really nice. And um, fine. Uh, the issue for the the land, the issue with the landlord, I thought was taken care of. I had some. I paid out of pocket for some repairs to be made. Um, and uh, this week, all of a sudden, the woman that was having issues with me suddenly popped back up on the scene. She was in the office, and um, I was asking for some documentation, and she just you know, flat out would not give it to me. It was like, no, I'm not giving it to you. And, um, you know, and I was like, was well, there some remedy, you know, can we mediate, um, you know, any of that? Because I, I did all things on my end um, to take care of all the issues. And she's just basically like, no. And she, she just, she knew some um, personal things about what I had been going through. Um, with attorneys, like she knew I had seen a lawyer, and she expressed that to me. She's like, "Oh, I know." She's like, "I know that you you saw a lawyer. I know that you, um, you know, all this other stuff." And um, she hasn't been a woman that's been in the office uh, for for months. I mean, this has been probably a good solid at least three months. I, I don't know how long it's been, but I know I've been dealing with other women for almost three months. Um, and you know. I am um, thinking to myself, hmm, well, that's really interesting. You suddenly popped back up in the office all of a sudden, and the documents that I asked for earlier in the week, you suddenly won't give to me. And then the lawyer went and filed some other stuff with the court system. So um, I contacted we – a, we have a commission board here that deals with this, and a lot of this is happening right now. I've talked to several people this week who are having, having like, tenant landlord issues, and they're, they're trying to do, like, mass evictions. That's what's starting. So I talked to them, and they're like, you have a recourse. They're like, file a complaint. Um, they're like, you know, we need your lease and all this other stuff. 
Um, but I just need, I need some prayer about this because, you know, it's like, um, it's her, you know, it's her. I'm not having problems with anybody else. It's just her. Um, and, you know, I was talking to the commission lady and she's like, she's like, don't take it personal. Um, she's like, try not to take it personally, you know, but it is being taken personal. I mean, it's like, but she's she's been so tight with the attorney's office that she knew that I went to see a lawyer and she knew that, you know, he was he was trying to um do a writ this week and all this other stuff. And and everything was fine. Um and it was the day that he filed. <laughs> this is how I know she's been going through all my information. It's not crazy. She <laughs> I think I think she went back to an electric bill which I have paid, I, I had it paid for a grant because they were withholding checks from his bed and all this other stuff was going on. They were charging me they were charging me rent through the utility through the utility account and then not sending me checks and it I don't know, it was crazy. But it got straightened out. So he he fought the attorney filed on the exact day when I guess they felt my electricity was gonna be cut off. I don't know. But come to find out anyway, I think they've recently changed some rules around here because nobody can really, they're like, they're like, well, what are you exactly? You know, they're like, do you have a doctor? I'm like, no, I don't have a doctor. I'm like, it's contracting. So they've changed, I, I, I think they've gone through and changed some laws here recently because no one can completely figure out exactly what's going on at this property that I live at. <laughs> so um, I, I need some prayer about her. I need some prayer about, I have to file a, a complaint. They want me to file a complaint, and I'm sure when I do that, it's going to make it worse. Um, like I said, she suddenly popped up this week. All of a sudden, they decided to file this payroll, which I don't think was by accident. I think she's, I, I don't think I'm the only person, and I think she's hiding stuff. And I know for a fact that she's lying on me. Uh, she sat right there in my face today and said that somebody called two, two days ago and filed a noise complaint on me when I know for a fact that I haven't been making any noise. Um, so anyhow, I need some prayer about her. I need some prayer about what to do about this situation uh, for some favor with filing of the complaint. Um, and if it has to get pressed to, uh, going before a hearing before a commission board that, uh, I get favor on this, would I be allowed to stay, um, where I lived? I lived here for eight years and never had any problems. Um, and if it's, if something happens, if it's the Lord's will for me to move, then, then I find a good place, um, to live. But. I tell you, when she's here, it's totally toxic. It's it's awful. Like I can always tell when she's in the office. She doesn't want to help anybody. She doesn't want to do anything. She just basically sits in the back room, doesn't answer the phone. She's always gone from the office. <laughs> you know. Um, Let's pray. Yeah. Let's pray. Mhm. All right. Repeat after me. Mhm. Heavenly Father. Heavenly Father. In the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. You have already died for everything that this woman has ever done. You have already died for everything that this woman has ever done. Or ever will do. Or ever will do. I forgive her from my heart. I forgive her from my heart. For every single thing. For every single thing that she has already done against me. That she has already done against me. 
and the things that she plans to do against me. And the things that she plans to do against me. And her own personal judgments of me. And her own personal judgments of me. And her attempts. And her attempts. To color other people's opinion of me. To color other people's opinion of me. And her uncooperative attitude towards me. And her uncooperative attitude towards me. And her branding me as a troublemaker. And her branding me as a troublemaker. And all the other things that she has done. And all the other things that she has done. I forgive her. I forgive her. And I forgive myself. And I forgive myself. For many of my reactions to her. For many of my reactions to her. And to her behaviors. And to her behaviors. I ask you, Father. I ask you, Father. To forgive me of all of my sins. To forgive me of all of my sins. To bring peace. And to bring peace. Between me and this woman. Between me and this woman. I ask you, Heavenly Father. I ask you, Heavenly Father. To direct. To direct. My action. My action. And my attitude. And my attitude. In this matter. In this matter. I pray for your will to be done. I pray for your will to be done. As in heaven. As in heaven. So in earth. So on earth. I ask for favor. I ask for favor. Before the commission board. Before the commission board. And I thank you, Father. And I thank you, Father, for your answer of peace. For your answer of peace. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, from our position seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus, we come into agreement with our sister's prayer. And we thank you, Father, for your answers that will turn this situation around for her. We ask that you continually provide shelter for her, Lord, and that you continually develop her in the character and nature of Jesus Christ. We give you praise. We give you glory. We give you honor for what you will do. We take authority, dominion, and power over the inroads of the devil in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind every demon that has any part in this matter and all reinforcers in the name of Jesus Christ. We forbid them to continue their militation in Jesus' name. And we send you bound into the cage and to the feet of Jesus for judgment. Lord, we transfer this matter into your hands, and we call for the judgment of the righteous judge in Jesus' name. And everybody, including you, said amen. Amen. God bless you. We love you. 
right, thank you. You're welcome. Amen. Amen. You know, saints, offenses do happen in life, but we don't have to allow them to destroy our faith. Amen? We don't have to allow offenses to destroy our faith. That one to myself. Amen? We don't have to allow offenses to destroy our faith. Amen? Amen. Because if we do, we will be the losers. And God is saying that we have something that we can do about it. And we ought to do it. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. That's a good word. Good word. So tonight, very good, there it is, we come before the righteous judge, and we are requesting adjudication on the House vote in the United States Congress on June 9th that voted to pass a bill put forward by Representative Lucy McBath in the latest in a series of gun control bills that the Democrats are trying to get passed. The bill passed 224 to 202. Only one Democrat voted against it. Five Republicans defected from their party in support of the bill. Of the five king re-election this year, red flag laws already enacted by many states across the country have long been controversial. Generally, these types of laws allow someone to bring a claim to an emergency court hearing alleging that another person is mentally unwell and is a danger to themselves or others. If the court accepts the claim, the person targeted can be flagged and prevented from buying firearms and can have any firearms in their possession seized by police. Proponents of this type of law says it's a necessary way to ensure that potentially dangerous people don't possess firearms. President Biden called for the passage of the bill, referencing mass shootings in Fort Hood, Texas, Parkland, Florida. He's saying red flag laws could have stopped both shooters. I'm not so sure that's the truth, but that's what he said. Critics say that these laws deny gun owners their Second Amendment rights without due process. The red flag gun confiscation laws destroy due process and rights. Representative Margie Taylor Green said, I'm voting no. On the House floor, Green expanded her criticism of the bill. We don't agree on much these days here in Congress, she said. But I know there's one thing we all agree on. We all agree that we really like guns. See, we are the special privileged elites. We are the ones in this chamber being protected by guns 
while the American people don't have men and women with guns outside their homes protecting them. The same Congress that that's voting to send just millions and millions of dollars worth of guns to Ukraine so that they can defend themselves is the same Congress that's working as hard as possible to take away Second Amendment rights, Second Amendment rights from Americans. The bill will now head to the Senate, where it's all all but doomed to fail. On June 8th, after a day after a fierce debate, the House voted to pass the Protecting Our Kids Act, a package of gun control bills with little chance of success in the Senate. The final final vote on the bill in the Democratic majority chamber was preceded by a series of motions to retain various sections of the legislation. Each section was ultimately retained, and the House voted 223 to 204 to pass the legislation to the Senate. So five Republicans voted for, two Democrats voted against. The bills were split into several pieces and confirmed in bipartisan votes. The legislation included various previously introduced gun control bills. First of these would ban the sale of any semi-automatic centerfire rifle or semi-automatic centerfire shotgun that has or has the capacity to accept an ammunition feeding device with a capacity exceeding five rounds to citizens below the age of 21. Currently, anyone aged 18 years and over can buy such a weapon. The House voted 228 to 199 to retain the title. Ten Republicans joined Democrats in supporting the measure. Two Democrats voted against their party to strike down the measure. The legislation would also codify the Department of Justice's controversial ban on bump stocks, a weapon modification that increases the fire rate of a semi-automatic firearm. The House voted 223 to 194 to retain the title, including 13 Republican votes. No Democrats voted against it. In addition, the bill would make it a federal crime to possess weapons that critics have labeled as gun go- ghost guns, whatever that means, a term usually describing homemade or 3D-printed weapons without a serial number. House, the House uh, voted 220 to 205 to retain that, including three Republicans and two Democrats that voted against it. Another title bill that bans high-capacity magazines passed 220 to 207 with four Republicans voting for the measure and four Democrats voting against it. In the Senate, negotiations continued between the senator from Texas and the senator from Connecticut, who are working to reach a compromise acceptable to at least 60 members of the upper chamber. The senator from Texas has indicated that negotiations will need at least another week to reach any such agreement. And the Senate has paid little attention to the goings-on 
in the House as they work to hammer out a compromise. The massacre at Robb Elementary School in Texas is the impetus for this round of gun talks, and the House of Representatives took only two weeks to deliver a bill that would drastically change the way we sell firearms to the public. House lawmakers on Wednesday vote to set the minimum age to buy semi-automatic weapons at 21 in response to a string of high-profile shootings. The bill would also prohibit the sale of ammunition magazines with a capacity of more than 15 rounds. The vote comes after a House committee heard testimony from recent shooting victims and family members, including from an 11-year-old girl who covered herself with a dead classmate's blood to avoid being shot at the Texas Elementary School last month. The House bill stitches together a variety of proposals Democrats had introduced before the recent shootings in Buffalo and Uvalde. The suspects in the shooting, the elementary school and the Buffalo supermarket, were both just 18. Authorities say when they bought the semi-automatic weapon, they bought the semi-automatic weapons used in the attack, okay? We are requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning panicked children and teachers placed half a dozen calls to 9-11 emergency services from the Texas classroom where a massacre was unfolding, according to an official on Friday who also said that a teacher propped open a door. A teacher propped open a door minutes before the shooter entered. At least two children called the 9-11 emergency number from the two connecting classrooms after uh, Mr. Ramos entered with a rifle. And Stephen McGraw, the director of the Texas Department of Public Safety, some of the students trapped in the classrooms with the shooter survived the massacre, including at least two who called 9-11, McGraw said though he did not offer to specify a tally. Ramos also entered uh, the school through a door that was propped open by a teacher just minutes before, he added. Now, you know that's wrong to prop the doors open. Ever since we've had um, the Columbine incident, uh, schools have basically gone on lockdown all day long. And they have, most of them, a security officer of some type present all the time. So Mr. McCross said, isn't it amazing how this just came together? There was no school resource resource officer at the school where there's supposed to be one. And... Mr. McCraw couldn't tell us why. And there was some teacher who they've never named who propped the door open just before the man came in. The officer, he said, later responded when someone called 911 around 11.25 a.m. on Tuesday 
the teacher propped open the door at the elementary school, coming about one minute, one minute before Mr. Ramos crashed his vehicle nearby. The same teacher about two minutes later at 1130 reported the crash and a male with a gun. It's not clear why the teacher propped open the door or didn't close it after seeing the suspect crash. Isn't that interesting? Uh, The on-site commander thought Ramos was barricaded in a classroom and that children weren't at risk, giving police time to prepare. Really? From the benefit of hindsight, where I'm sitting now, of course, it was not the right decision, McGraw said. It was the wrong decision to delay engaging with the suspect, he added. In all, 21 people, including 19 children, were killed by Mr. Ramos in the attack. The shooter was also killed by responding law enforcement officials. A decision was made on the scene that this was a barricaded subject situation. Time to retrieve the keys and wait for a tactical team with equipment to go ahead and breach the door and take on the subject, he said, adding that he wasn't there at the time. At that point, that was the decision. That was the thought process. Someone whom McGraw did not identify called the 9-11 line multiple times starting at 12.03 p.m., telling police in a whisper that there were multiple dead and that there were still eight to nine students alive. One student called at 12.47 p.m. and asked the operator to please send the police now. Officers did not go into the classroom until 12.50 p.m. When the U.S. Border Patrol tactical team used keys from a janitor to open the locked door and kill Raymond. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We are requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning up to 101 million people in 41 countries could be hit by severe food shortages this year due to the conflict in Ukraine and its impact on grain and fertilizer exports, according to a U.N. report. Food should never be a luxury. It is a fundamental human right, and yet this crisis may rapidly turn into a food catastrophe of global proportion. The Crisis Response Group on Food, Energy, and Finance report released on Wednesday warned. According to the U.N., the situation could deteriorate beyond 2022, with 19 million more people expected to face chronic undernourishment globally in 2023 if food exports from Russia and Ukraine continue to decline. This year's food crisis is about lack of access. Next year's could be about lack of food. U.N. Secretary General said, adding that the number of severely food insecure people has doubled in the past two years. He also, 
He also has been involved in negotiations to resume shipments of grain from the Ukrainian port of Odessa. The UN, Russia, and Turkey have also been cooperating to provide unimpeded access to global markets for Russian food and fertilizers. The Ukrainian government and Western leaders have repeatedly accused Russia of impeding grain exports by blocking Ukraine's Black Sea port. Moscow has rejected those claims, saying it is ready to ensure safe passage for grain-carrying vessels. The Kremlin insists the disruption is down to the mining of the shoreline by the Ukrainian military. We are requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning this. President Trump has not given up. He never does. That's a characteristic of the popular president that millions of Americans value. Americans are fighters. We do not give up. President Trump has long claimed the 2020 presidential election was stolen from him. It was. Democrats used big tech and the mainstream media to manipulate the news and information the American people received. Crooked liberal packed election boards used phony voter registrations and voter rolls to pad Joe Biden's numbers. It has been proven in a number of states that the dead people did submit 2020 election ballots. Now I'm going to tell you the truth. That's a typical strategy of the Democratic Party. They vote the graveyard. We've known it forever, okay? So they haven't changed a bit. However, these dirty tricks are only the tip of the iceberg. Democrats use hundreds of ballot trafficking mules to hoard and deliver illegal mail-in ballots. President Trump and others in his administration caution the American people that mail-in balloting was too easy to abuse. It was. Radical progressives said COVID-19 made it imperative that voters be afforded multiple methods to cast their vote. Now, I want you to think about the timing in this. The timing. All of a sudden, out of nowhere, we have COVID-19. And out of a, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, COVID-19, it has to dictate how people live when they come and go, everything about their lives almost, and how they vote. Oh, isn't that interesting? I think it was. That. That's what it was. But these crooks never wanted to establish practical regulations making sure people couldn't cheat. Now I'm going to tell you that when the supervisor of elections office has to go through the rolls, people that haven't voted in a long time get eliminated. And sometimes, in rare cases, A few of those people are still breathing. 
and they have a tendency to get offended because they were removed from the role. Okay? However, when you're doing the process, you have to allow for that. Why? Because that's part of the check and balance. That's part of the check and balance. So it appears that because they knew they were going to do something wrong long before Election Day, it was set up that way. By the time the final dishonest tally was released, Joe Biden had supposedly won. He did not. Now, through the dedicated efforts of such patriotic Americans all across the country, the truth is being exposed. Thank you, thank you, Lord. Thank you to the spirit of truth. The cheating and fraud during the 2020 presidential election was not relegated to a few isolated incidents. It was widespread. The chiefs knew which states Joe Biden would lose unless he cheated Biden had no chance of winning these states. Democrats had to make certain Biden secured the electoral college vote from key swing states. Without them, President Trump would have won a second term. The steal was on. Democrats seized on the opportunity opened up by unnecessary and widespread mail-in balloting. There was no way election boards could keep up with a wave of absentee voting. Democrats knew this, but what they didn't count on was the vigilance of conservative Americans to uncover the truth. Patriotic groups such as Michigan Citizens for Election Integrity have worked tirelessly to scan video footage of mail-in voting drop boxes. What they found should anger every American. The amount of cheating was astounding. Mail-in voting was abused so profoundly that it flipped the final election results for Joe Biden. President Trump refuses to give up and reports from groups like the Michigan group or what. Those team members have labored through hours, hundreds of hours, of drop box surveillance. What they have revealed is shocking. In one video, two women are recorded walking through a parking lot. The video was from Tuesday, November 3, 2020, Election Day. The woman is carrying an armload of what appeared to be absentee ballots. The second woman is wearing medical scrubs. This woman is either a nurse or possibly wearing a disguise. They walk up to the ballot drop box together. The second woman pulls out her cell phone and proceeds to video the other woman dropping envelopes into the box. Clear that she makes certain that she records each and every envelope stuffed into the box. This is clearly a method of proving how many envelopes were dropped. That's how these Democrat ballot box stuffers were paid. They had to prove how many illegal ballots they submitted. Democrat mules received between $10 and $40 per envelope. Mmm, what a deceitful scam this was. 
These two women finished their drop and then walked to the voting center. Well, why didn't they just carry the ballots there and submit them? It's because they were not legal ballots. They knew it, and now everyone else who watches this video knows it. The recorded video also produced another interesting twist. When these two women were stuffing the drop box, they had COVID masks on. But when they got back into the vehicle, they pulled them down. Was their car sanitized against the virus? We think not. Wearing a COVID mask was a nice way to disguise themselves. It's obvious to anyone watching the video if one of these two women was a nurse. Michigan law forbids her from delivering absentee ballots for nursing home patients. The Michigan incident is not an isolated situation. There are video recordings such as these from all over the country. They prove the obvious. Democrats use absentee balloting and drop boxes to cheat. Joe Biden did not win the election. President Trump is right and has been all along. We're requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning during the strategically planned COVID-19 state of emergency, the United Nations authorized the Spanish government to spray lethal chemtrails from the sky. On April 16, 2020, the Spanish government quietly admitted that they authorized the military to spray biocide on the entire population. This population-wide medical experiment was carried out under the cover of a state of emergency for the management of the health crisis situation caused by COVID-19. This desperate yet well-devised plan violates multiple counts of the Nuremberg Code, a human rights and medical ethics treaty that is not being enforced in any capacity. Spanish Minister of Health was authorized to use military units to spray citizens en masse. This biocidal chemical operation was enabled by a royal by royal decree 463-2020 of March 14th, which enabled the Minister of Health to take a series of measures aimed at protecting protecting the welfare, health, and safety of citizens, and the contaminant, containment of the progression of the disease and strengthen the public health system. Well, that royal decree enabled the Minister of Health to dictate the orders, resolutions, provisions, and interpretive instructions <clears throat> excuse me, within their scope of action as a delegated authority are necessary to guarantee the provision of all services, ordinary or extraordinary, in order to protect people, goods, and places through the adoption of any of the measures provided for in Article 11 of Organic Law 4, 1981 of June 1, the States of Alarm Exception site, so on and so forth. So basically, they use the military to spray the people. 
everything, just right from the sky. You know, they've done it to us. They did it to them. Spain had previously adopted procedures to spray the entire population with chemicals. That's right. Uh, UNEEN 14476 standard authorizes the Minister of Health to provide a list of virucidal chemicals, antiseptics, and disinfectants. The royal decree calls for the Minister of Health to activate aerial media and aerial disinfection techniques to be deployed during an emergency. The techniques include nebulization, thermos nebulization, and micro-nebulization, with the stated goal of reaching all surfaces in the country. The CBRN defense units inside the armed forces and military unit of emergencies are already equipped to deploy these materials and carry out nationwide aerial disinfectant procedures. These actions are typically referred to as conspiracy theory, even though Spain has previously been used as a testing ground for chemicals that include lead dioxide, silver iodide, and ditomite. These chemtrail operations were used in 2015 to engineer the climate. Mm-hmm. The cocktail increases location temperatures and pushes moisture out of the sky to create conditions conducive for tourism. Uh, one of the representatives testified to the European Parliament on May 19th. How nice. Just think about that. So the state meteorological agency reported planes spreading the toxic chemicals across Spain. Globalists, here they are again, such as Bill Gates, also trying to use countries as testing grounds for sun-dimming chemtrail projects. These geoengineered projects have been proposed as solutions for climate change. Bill Gates' projects has been deemed unethical by international scientists. These geoengineering programs negatively impact weather patterns, agriculture, ecosystems, air quality, human health, and food and water security, while calling into question a variety of human rights violations. Who owns the sky? And who will be held accountable for for experimenting on human populations without their consent. Well, Lord Jesus, the righteous judge, we put these things before you, sir, and we request your adjudications on them all. Amen. 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 Brother Marshall. And we are in agreement, and we thank you for that, Father. He said, if two of you on earth agree as touching anything you ask, it shall be done on my Father, which is in heaven. Thank you, Father, for interceding. Thank you, Jesus, for interceding for each of us. And thank you, Father, for hearing our prayers because of what Jesus did. As we forgive from our hearts the human beings that are involved, including the the airplane pilots, not just in Spain, but all those involved with all these different plans and tactics to try and take away the rights, God-given rights, given to human beings, Father, 
rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. There's some people that think that, that maybe people are concerned that Jesus is coming back in the sky, and they're trying to control the clouds in the sky because Jesus is supposed to be coming back just the same way he went up. That's what it says in the beginning of Acts chapter 1. Same, the same Jesus, not a different Jesus, the same Jesus who was resurrected physically is coming back. Oh, my, it's going to be someday when he comes back and only Father God can pick the date to say, go get your bride. He doesn't even know the day or the hour. Only Father God knows. That's one little difference between some people's opinion about the Godhead <clears throat> being all the West one homogenized God. There is only one God, but their Father, Son, and Holy Spirit are all in agreement. Father, we know that you're in agreement with the Lord Jesus because Jesus said, not my will, but thy will be done. He went and paid that ultimate price for all of us. And Father, for all those times... Any of us have held grudges against other people because we know, Father, our battle is not against people, not against flesh and blood, not against Aunt Sally or whoever, not against some person that looked at us funny. It's against spirits that are in some of those people. And some of those people that look or do and say things that have plans may not even be fully human. We don't know for sure, Father. But you do have some comments about that in the book of, of uh, Daniel, Father God, in Jesus' name. You, you talked about different things that are in there, Father, in Jesus. And it's a puzzlement, but, but Father God, we know there's all kinds of things being added and taken away, but you know who you made. And you know what each one of us are thinking even when we're asleep. And Father, we know you love us passionately because you wouldn't have sent Jesus to pay that price. And we thank you for guiding us with your eye. And your eyes are red with wine. You said, this is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. Well, how can we let people go in to shoot and kill children? Um, maybe they didn't do it of their own free will. Maybe they were controlled like a puppet. So, Father, we ask you to deal with those puppeteers and those that are trying to control people to do things against their God-given natural will, Father God. And those people that have been controlled by blackmail, whether it be in Congress or any other place, those people controlled by spirits of fear, well, you can't get elected if you, do, if you don't vote it our way because it's, it's, it's our way or the highway. Father, we ask for your intervention, adjudication in every one of these situations that Dr. Sabrina just read through, Father God, in Jesus' name, concerning the the, the bills that are being proposed to uh, further weaken the Second Amendment because every one of the different states that have already passed, like wherever it is, California, but I think it's Colorado, and some of the states have already passed things to really limit guns. And isn't it just the funniest thing, Father? When people have concealed carry permits, or even other countries, how about Switzerland? Because the people there are like a militia, and they all have their own guns, their own guns, and their own. They have the, the lowest crime. Why isn't that amazing? Why is it if, if some schools listed as, oh, we don't have any guns here, people feel free to just go on in there. But if other places they say, oh, well, you know, we have concealed carry and that's okay, they're a little bit more reluctant to go in there. And why is it, Father God, that they're so busy, busy, busy? Because didn't they take away the guns from the people in Australia? I think in New Zealand, in the United Kingdom. And they've been openly talking about, even the older Bush was talking about a new world order. Some people say it should be NWO, should stand for Nazi world order instead of new world order, but be that as it may, 
Father God, we bind every one of the spirits behind ungodly control, because that's all, all it is, is witchcraft. <clears throat> we bind every witchcraft spirit to control people from whatever source it is, whether it's Manchurian-type candidates, whether it's people that are being bribed, blackmailed, <coughs> whether they're in political offices or hoping to be in political offices. Those people that have been seduced, they bind every one of those seducing spirits. When a little girl takes a, 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 a politician into a place where they're filmed, oh, <laughs> if you don't go along with us, we're going to show you what you did with that underage person. Father, we bind every one of these spirits of blackmail, and all the spirits of ungodly control, domestic and international ungodly control, trying to control what's being done for nefarious, potentially anyway, nefarious purposes, Father God. Because to many people, it's quite obvious that this last election was not free and fair. Some people would say it was, but does that make it free and fair? When all these separate independent groups, not just the whatever it was, so many 2,000 mules group, all the different people who spent thousands of hours going through things and video, all these people stuffing ballots in mailboxes, Father God, you know, the, the ballot boxes. That, and a lot of, I know Pennsylvania, one of those different areas, they, they ran through decrees from governors that were not actually laws passed by the state legislature, Father God, because the laws are supposed to be passed in the states by the legislature and in, and in the federal government by the legislature, not all just put through by executive order. In fact, some of those things are out and out against the Constitution. So, well, Father, we ask you to bring everything to light, expose all that's going on, Father, including those people that are like like Klaus Schwab's group and all those people from the World Economic Forum that seem to have it all planned out. And we know from your word, Lord, that even Nebuchadnezzar says in the last verse of Daniel 4, Now I, Nebuchadnezzar, praise and extol and honor the King of Heaven. All his works are truth. Doesn't that be refreshing? And his ways judgment. And those that walk in pride... He is able to abase. Father, we ask you to hasten your word to perform it. Those that are walking in pride, that you will abase them, Father God. You will bring them down. Who does have all power? Because Jesus can't lie. He only speaks the words you're given to speak. And he says in, the, in Matthew 28:18, And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. And the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. <clears throat> and who is this one who has all power? Karatada. And how did, how did the Lord overcome the Midianites in the past? Wasn't it very interesting how he did that with, with Gideon and just 300 men? He could have had a lot more people, but God all got all the glory. Because the, the, yet there were maybe 10,000 Jewish people who were willing to go to battle. They weren't controlled by fear. Maybe 20,000 away were really knocking their knees. They had to just, well, just going to bow out of this one. So there were 10,000 that were left, but they didn't do it. No, he had to get it down to the head. To, which ones drank from their hands? They bowed down. They didn't drink with their mouths going right down to worship the water gods, putting their mouths into the rivers or the streams to suck up the thing. No, they, they, they took up the water in their hands. Father God, you sh you had just 300 men. What did they have? They had a trumpet in their right hand, and they had a pot, a clay pot. Aren't we like clay pots? And what was in that clay pot? A torch. Yes, it wasn't like a little flashlight. I know they call flashlights torches in England. 
But what kind of torch was it? It was a torch that was on fire, something like a candle with a wick, but a little bit bigger than that, maybe a lot bigger. So, Father God, what did they do? They just broke those clay pots, and that's what's going to happen to the body of Christ. And when we, when we crack, Father God, when we say, oh, Father, forgive them, they don't know what they're doing, just like Stephen did, that's when the world wakes up and says, oh, they're really different. How come they don't hate us? We did really nasty things to them. And when we pray for those who despitefully use us, they say, whoa, what kind of spirit is this? Because God is love, but he also is a God of justice. Grace and truth came by Jesus Christ, not just agape, sloppy agape, not just, not just love, love, love. Yes, Jesus is the Prince of Peace, but he's also the just ruler, and he's coming to rule and reign. And it is written, in Isaiah 9, starting at verse 5, Every battle of the warriors with confused noise and garments rolled in blood. But this shall be with burning and fuel of fire. The blood of Jesus represents that fuel of fire. Because God will provide himself a lamb for a burnt offering, and he did. Jesus took the wrath of the Most High in all of our places when we receive him. For unto us a child is born, and unto us a son is given. And the government shall be upon his shoulder not Trump's or Biden's, upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Pele, wonderful counselor, the mighty God, El Gabor, the everlasting father, the prince of peace. Oh, he made peace by the blood of his cross in Colossians 1.20. That's how we can be at peace. Of the increase of his government and shalom and peace, there shall be no end. It didn't end, continues. Upon the throne of David and upon his kingdom, to order it and to establish it with judgment and with justice from henceforth even forever. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. So, Father, we ask you that your zeal will perform this, Father God. We thank you for waking up the sleeping giant, not just the brother who called in and took a little nap, Father God. And I confess that's happened to me in the past, Father God. We bind all those slumbering spirits. We bind every, every spirit of darkness and every spirit trying to put the body of Christ to sleep. Just like the disciples were put to sleep when Jesus was going through that tremendous torment and sweating great drops of blood. And he said repeatedly, Father, if it be possible, remove this cup from me. Yet not my will, but thy will be done. Because he did come as a man. And yet he had to bear the sin, all of my sin. And that would have been enough for him to sweat great drops of blood. <laughs> I was not born righteous, as some people think they were. Father God, he said, what about that? Was anybody born righteous? Only Jesus. John the Baptist did have the Holy Ghost even before he popped out of the womb. That's pretty awesome by itself. Father God, and we know we can't do this in our own strength, for it's not by human might or human power, it's by your spirit. We ask you to pour forth of your spirit, just like you promised, Father. You said, in the last days, I'll pour forth of my spirit upon all flesh. We ask you to wake up the body of Christ, the sleeping giant. And we ask you, Father God, not just those that are waking up in the Philippines and what have our many hundreds of thousands, maybe it was millions of people out demonstrating, waking up the people in Australia. You know, they may not have guns, but they're saying no. They're able to say no. If a little toddler can say no, I don't want to eat that, whatever it is, the, the, the okra or the spinach or whatever they're not particularly fond of. They just want the applesauce or this. And it's nice to have any kind of food. Sometimes people are going to be really happy to have okra and spinach, Father God, what's coming. Father God, we to wake up the body of Christ. They can see the plans of the enemy. The pandemic was planned. It's abundantly clear. The, the, all these little things. And how come they talked about monkeypox? You know, they talked about this. 
even before, and they happen to have all oh, vaccines in the waiting. Isn't that nice? It's almost like smallpox. How convenient. Father God, we know that this is all planned to do what? To do something you didn't give us. God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. For that will keep him in perfect peace, whose what? Whose mind is stayed on thee. Yes, we could look to CNN and, oh, yes, it was a terrible thing on, on the, whatever the Pelosi said happened. But is that really all that happened? Well, we thank you for exposing what's going on, Father. All the many, many times we prayed, and we know you're hastening your word to perform it, Father, in Jesus' name. Even like you said in Matthew 10, 20, where's that, Lord? 10, 26, is that where it is? Thank you, Holy Ghost. Many other places. You said, fear them not, therefore, for there's nothing covered that shall not be revealed and hid that shall not be known. So we thank you for exposing what's going on with what's going on with the shootings. And yes, these the shootings were not just arbitrary and the door was not left open by accident and the person who was supposed to be standing by was uh, gone just on purpose and the police didn't go in on purpose because they want to say oh see you can't trust your local police you need to have a a, a bunch of uh, nazis just like they have over in ukraine and not just neo-nazis real nazis they're doing nasty things to their own people nasty nasty things you want to have you want to have nice, nice, nasty Nazi police on the federal level to, to protect your children because we have the plan. We made the problem, and we have the plan to protect you. Isn't that convenient? They probably had all these lovely rules already, these proposed laws already written up before the shootings ever happened. I'm sure they did. They were working on it when Obama was president. They kept doing it over and over and over again. Why did the people want to hang on to the second? Uh, yes. You know, the, whatever the second right, as well as the. Why do we want people to be able to speak freely? Because because they've been trying so hard to shut everybody down. They don't want they don't want Trump on Twitter or anybody else. They want anybody to speak what could be contrary to their mind control agenda, because that's what they do when they're trying to control people. When it's psychological warfare, it's a global psychological. Warfare to control the people, to control them, to get them into fear. We bind everyone with those spirits of fear. Satan, you're bound. You're, everyone with your mind control spirits are bound, and all the different people being threatened with severe food shortages, and it's already happening in places. Oh, Father God, over there near India, where's that? In Sri Lanka, I think it was. That's where that tsunami hit some years ago, Father God. And you protected the children there. You protect all the children, Father God. There was a nice Christian couple that started an orphanage there, Father God. And even CNN actually had this couple on there. They said, well, what happened when the the big tsunami was coming? What did you do? Oh, the Lord showed us to get in the boat and head straight for the wave. Wait a minute. Don't run away from it. No, go right toward it. And they always took the motor off that little boat every night. But that night before, for some reason, they'd left it on. The Holy Ghost enabled it to be right on there. Got all those kids in the boat. They went right toward it. Yes, the orphanage they built with their own hands, the bricks were all flattened, but they all got out, and the kids had big eyes because they just saw the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the true God, the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth, reached down, the arm's not too short to save you. You love all your children. You don't want one of these to perish, Father. So protect all their children, the 181 million people in 41 countries that are undergoing the risk, even from the U.N.'s, pronouncement of food severe dramatic food catastrophe father god and this this couldn't possibly just be by coincidence all just because of russia 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 uh that doesn't help but but 
how come all those food plants are burning down in the United States? I think there's more than 16 of them. Some of them, one of them was even hit by an airplane. Uh, just a coincidence, right? Just they all happened to burn down in the last six months, whatever it was. All this, just a coincidence. Nothing to do with a planned thing to get people to not have food. They, they, they wouldn't have somebody like, like, what's his name, Bill Gates, go up and buy tens of thousands of real, uh, farmland and have it not in production. They wouldn't be paying the farmers to till their land or till their crops under and not bring food out. They wouldn't pay the people at the, uh, the train companies they, uh, to not transport the necessary fertilizers. Oh, no, that, oh, it's not available. We, we can't ship it this year. Just all a coincidence. The baby formula thing, it's actually better to have breast milk. But anyway, there are other things that are healthier than what they were coming out with. But, Father, we know, we know this is not just a coincidence. There's a lot of things that are, we have only one person to fear. Who do we fear? Only the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And why do we want to fear him? Because he's the only one who gets to choose heaven. or Actually, we choose it for ourselves. But, God, but you warned us, Father God, where is that, Lord? In Isaiah 8. Isaiah 8. You told us. Remember which verse it was? Verse 11. Isaiah 8.11. The Lord spake thus to me with a, with a strong hand and instructed me that I should not walk in the way of this people, saying, in verse 12 of Isaiah chapter 8, Say ye not a confederacy. How about that, a conspiracy? To all them to whom this people shall say a confederacy, neither fear ye their fear nor be afraid. He's telling us, do not fear their fear. Sanctify the Lord of hosts himself. Let him be your fear and let him be your dread. And he shall be for a sanctuary. He'll be our, our safe haven, our complete sanctuary. But for those who don't want to go there to the safe place in Jesus, but a stone of stumbling for a rock of offense to both the houses of Israel, for a gin and a snare to the inhabitants of Jerusalem, to those that don't want to obey the living God. Father, you are the just judge by your Son. You gave your words, and we're all going to be judged by the word of, of God, just like it says in John chapter... Mm, where is that, Lord? John chapter 12. Is that where it is? Yes, that's where it is. And a lot of people don't know. They're going to be judged by what's written in the book. And not many people are spending much time, well, maybe on Miracle in the Church they are, but not even some of the family members of believers not spending much time because they don't realize this is kind of important. Jesus starts out nice here in John 12:47. If any man hear my words and believe not, I judge him not. For I came not to judge the world, but to save the world. That sounds lovely. Verse eight, verse 48 of John 12. He that rejecteth me receiveth not my words, hath one that judgeth him. The word that I have spoken. That's just written in the King James Version of the Bible. The word that I have spoken, the same shall judge him in the last day. For I have not spoken of myself, but the Father which sent me, he gave me a commandment what I should say and what I should speak which does fulfill the prophecy in Deuteronomy 18, 18, by the way. And I know that his commandment is life everlasting. Whatsoever I speak, therefore, even as the Father said unto me, so I speak. Father, Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice. I know them and they follow me. So speak to your sheep and cause us to hear and do what you want us to do. If we're supposed to hide ourselves for a season, show us how to do that. If you want us to prep, Show us how you want us to prep in practical ways. Yes, I know that you provide 
for the birds, and they don't have to build, they don't have to sow and uh, store up things in barns and all that. And that's a lovely scriptures in Matthew and Luke. But it also says that the ants are a feeble people. But but what do they do? They store up in the summertime before the cold weather comes. And while we're heading towards summertime, we're almost there now. Father, as Sabrina mentioned, Dr. Sabrina, but Father God, we ask you, to, if you want the people to get some food, to store up bags of rice, if you want them to go out and get seeds, or, you know, preferably the kind of seeds you can, not GMO seeds, real seeds like God created, and have a little garden, even if it's just sprouts. That's, sprouts are actually pretty good. And you can grow something. You can actually have food. And seeds don't take up much room, but guess what? They get bigger when they grow. We just need a little water. And maybe people need water purifiers because, you know, some people are totally at, at the behest of the um, a power being on for the water companies to pump the water. And even some of the water companies may have other people trying to control them to do other things in municipal areas, Father God. And I don't know about that for sure. But, Father God, there's a lot of things I don't know. But we ask you to deliver all of your children. You said, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be delivered. And we're all in agreement according to Matthew 18, 19. We thank you for delivering us all. And Satan, you're bound. All your underlings are bound. And your assignment is to steal, kill, and destroy. Coming against the children. Not just in Sri Lanka. Not just in Spain. Trying to control the skies. Trying to control the food. Trying to control all these things. And Pat Holiday talked many, many times about chemtrails. And about the dangers of the chemtrails. And she talked about Morgellons disease. And she talked about the things that were in the chemtrails. And, and some of the things they mentioned in this article about that Dr. Zarina just read through are not all terrible. Some of them are not very nice. Iodine is a very helpful thing for people to have. Iodine is a wonderful thing to have. It protects all the soft tissues. People in, uh, wherever they, in, in Japan that eat lots of seaweed, uh, the women don't get breast cancer. Why? Maybe because they're not carrying grudges against family members, but also because they have lots of iodine that protects the soft tissues and the brain. And, the, and all those soft tissues, and we thank you for that, and also protects the thyroid in a very important way. So, Father, we ask you to cause your people to wake up and be wise and do what you want us to do. Satan, you're bound. All your underlings are bound. Every mind control spirit's bound. Every spirit behind mass psychosis is bound. All the spirits trying to control the people to put forth mind control people to do things against their will. And we thank you, Father God, for many different groups, and some of them have been seriously curtailed. There is, um, even as, as Sabrina was reading about Bill Gates' sun-dimming chemtrail project, there's a, a person who has something called the dimming. And we know it says over and over and over in your word that the sun shall be dark before that great and notable day of the Lord. I know it's in Acts 2, it's in, um, it's in Joel 2, and it's in, it's, in all, it's in Revelation several places that the sun's going to be trying to People can't depend on solar panels. No, no. They might help in some places, and it may be very nice and warm, and maybe too warm for some people in some places, especially they happen to shut off the electricity with what they're trying to plant in Jesus' name. Some people like air conditioning. But, Father, we thank you, Father, for teaching your people what to do and how to prepare, and not to be in fear, but to listen to the king and to forgive every human being from our hearts, and we bind every demon and every one of the people that are coming against the people, the mocking spirits, and the people saying, oh, but you should love your family more than you love Jesus. Well, is that what the Word says over there in, in Luke chapter, where is that? Luke chapter um, 14, around verse 26 and 27. It's even more than those couple of verses. We're supposed to take up our cross daily and follow Him as we reckon ourselves dead to carrying grudges, dead to ungodly fear, dead to pride, Pride's gotten a lot of people in trouble from the from the dark side. They're bowing down and worshiping Lucifer. So, Father, we bind every one of those spirits of idolatry 
every spirit of behind the medical tyranny, all the spirits of idolatry, the spirits behind people like Bill Gates who think, well, I've got lots of money. I can go out and behold, just cover the whole skies. So put all kinds of barium, aluminum, all kinds of nice stuff up there so that it'll make, make the sun darker and darker and there won't be enough photosynthesis for the plants to grow. If anybody actually is trying to grow anything, Father God, we thank you, Father, for allowing the light to shine through. Jesus is brighter than the noonday sun. And he says, Lo, I'm with you always, even to the end of the world. And he's that light that shined on Saul of Tarsus, who showed himself to Saul of Tarsus and said, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? And who was Saul persecuting? The body of Christ. Whether they're in the Middle East, whether they're in Canada, whether they're in Sri Lanka, wherever they are. Yes, they're Christians in India. There's some people that worship Satan there big time, but they're Christians in China too. Father, protect all the people in harm's way from the tyrants in the different nations, including the CCP, Father God, that tyrants in the United States of America, that that tyrants and those behind the scenes, they're pulling all the puppet strings. We don't know, know all their names, Father, but you know everything. You know all about them. We bond every one of those demonic spirits Every spirit of ungodly mind control, you say in all your underlings are bound. All your single, every single one of your underlings from our positions, even heavenly places in Christ Jesus, according to Proverbs 18.10. For the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it are safe. And quote that according to the end of Psalm 91, because he set his love upon me. Therefore will I deliver him. I will set him on high because he hath known my name. He shall call upon me and I will answer him and I will be with him in trouble and I will deliver him and honor him with long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. And Jesus, you are the bread of life. And you know how to multiply the loaves and the fishes. You did it not just once. You did it several times. And you said the disciples had hardened their hearts because you said they didn't have that little pan de levain, the, the, little, the little yeast bread. He thought, they, they thought he was talking about bread. No, he's talking about them, about the false priests, the false ministers, the false rabbis. They're all puffed up in their own self-righteousness and not seeking the righteousness that comes from God only. Father, we ask to deliver the saints in the body of Christ from all the false ministers, the false priests, the false rabbis, and those people that are pretending to be ministers of the Lord, Father God. And maybe some of them really, they've been bewitched themselves, Father God. You warned us about that in Second Peter chapter 2, I think it is. They're trying to take advantage of the people, Father God, for their own purposes, trying to line their own. And Pat Holliday used to talk about some of these people having gold toilet seats in their personal private jets. Who needs a gold toilet seat? We thank you, Father God, for providing all the needs of your children, Father God, according to your riches and glory. And you said, and the meek, not the weak, the meek shall inherit the earth. What does it mean to be meek? It means we're not trying to push our own agenda forward, Father. We ask that your will be done on earth as it doesn't happen. We know you're going to cause a great awakening, Father God, a great revival of the body of Christ. Come up that. And we thank you for hastening your word to perform. We thank you, Father God, for sending the proper labors into the harvest field. We thank you, Father God, for point, sending the Holy Ghost to bring conviction, particularly all the family members, all the descendants of every labor, including Noah who built the ark's descendants, all the descendants of every real human being. And I don't know where that leaves some of the people who got triple, quadruple jab, Father God, with the mRNA gene-altering business. I don't know about that, Father God. You can correct anything. If, Father, if you can raise that man from the dead in Nigeria, who was dead for four days when his wife prayed, according to the Scripture in, in Luke 11, around verse 
20-something, 35, whatever it is. He said the women received their dead, raised to life again. You raised him from the dead with formaldehyde in his veins. He didn't even have any blood in him. Father, if you can do that, you know the life of the flesh is in the blood. If you can do that, you can resurrect those people that gotten jabbed, including the family members of the believers that got bewitched, and they got controlled by the spirit of ungodly fear or mask. Insanity, Father God. We bind every one of those spirits of insanity. Satan, you're bound. All your underlings are bound. Your demonic assignments to steal, kill, and or destroy. Canceled, severed, and nullified from our position to see in heavenly places according to also Ephesians 2, 4 to 6 in Jesus' name. And we're all in agreement according to Matthew 18, 19. Satan, your assignments are bound. Every spirit trying to control the weather and the atmosphere are bound. And we know, Father God, from your word, you said every creature of God is good and nothing to be refused if it's received with thanksgiving for it's sanctified by the word of God and prayer. Yes, it is sanctified by the word of God and prayer. The air we breathe, the water, and all the other privileges taken advantage of. And we know the Lord is our shepherd and we shall not want. And you said, Lo, I'm with you always, even to the end of the world. The last verse of Matthew, John of Matthew. Think you're with us. Together with God, nothing shall be impossible. Thank you, Father, for letting you speak in your name. Before Abraham was, I am. He came in your name. Eternal, I am. This long after Solos was gone, we don't know where he's going to go. If he can save his soul, but then there's a leak, I don't know, Father. Long after Solos was gone, he's going to go.
the shed of man's blood by man's blood from yesterday